Canopy Growth. The stock is up 13% after its earnings. Want to know is if this beaten down group, the pot stocks, is worth getting into at this point. Alan Brockstein's with us, managing partner in New Cannabis Ventures and principal at 420 Investor. Thank you so much for being with us. Um, you always do a great job of breaking down the group into different areas. We have Canada, we have U.S. There's different ways to get in and out. Um, people who have invested in cannabis at this point have been pretty disappointed. Now what? Hey, uh, first of all, it's great to talk to you again, Nicole. And uh, tomorrow will mark the one-year anniversary of, of declining prices. And uh, we've talked about this before. A year ago, people were very excited about legalization happening in the United States, they thought. And uh, I continue to think this is going to take a long time. Uh, what I didn't do a great job of uh, at the time was I knew it was not a good time to own cannabis stocks, but uh, these last this last year has been painful. Uh, lower lows, and it's just protracted. So I think we're in a bottoming process, and I, I know we're here to talk about Canopy today. Uh, I think the last time I was on, I, I warned people about Canopy, and I'm going to warn them again. It's nice that it's up. I, I believe it, you did. I, yeah, I, I want it to go up. My target, I have an official target of... Uh, $5 Canadian, $4 U.S. A, a year from now. And uh, what I want the big takeaway to be is the cannabis sector is a lot more than canopy growth in Tilray. And uh, as you mentioned, there are a lot of ways to invest in the space. Those are horrible ways, in my opinion. So today it's at 870. So it's even past your target at this point um, with the move that we're seeing today. But as we noted, I mean, this is a rare day that we're seeing a move, and that's because of the revenue beat. In fact, the sales were not such great news. They've seen slowing marijuana sales. Um, and you're still, and I remember you really gave a warning on the group last time you were on. So a lot of people like to either buy single stocks or ETFs. Um, at what point would you suggest they do get in? And should they buy the ETF? Or what names should they look at? And how long should they wait to see that they'll actually get some returns? Yeah, so I'm actually very optimistic on the market. Uh, I like to break it up into uh, very broadly into three sectors. A lot of your listeners aren't able to buy uh, certain stocks, and we've talked about those before, but the ones that are listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange or CSE, but these are the American cannabis operators. These are the ones that are building these businesses in a federally illegal way, unfortunately, but state legal compliant across the country. And there are a lot of bargains right now. Uh, in, in fact, you could throw a dart, in my opinion. Now, it's always a challenging market. Uh, and we're having some problems right now. The year-over-year -year comparisons for cannabis sales have been extremely choppy. Uh, during the pandemic, I, I think that there was uh, some market share gains from the illicit market. And I think also people consumed more cannabis. They had uh, stimulus checks. They had a lot of time on their hands, a lot of anxiety. And so these things uh, tended to maybe boost the numbers a little bit more than they should have been in the past. And we've been cycling through that. And I think that will be behind us. We also have a few competitive markets. So I want to make sure everybody understands very cheap stocks. Uh, another positive is that there's great access to capital. Uh, they don't need to raise equity as they have in the past. They have access to either mortgage debt or sale leasebacks. And a lot of these companies are actually cash flow positive. With that said, you know, we're in kind of a, a tough spot right now where we're heading into the new year 
and there's been some regulatory delays. There's a little bit of pricing competition. So it's allowing for a big protracted bottom. A second area that all of your um, listeners could invest in, I think, it would be the ancillary space. And these are the companies like Scott's miracle Grow, like Grogen, a company called Urban Grow. There's a lot of these companies that cater to the cannabis industry. They trade on the New York Stock Exchange uh, or the NASDAQ, and they allow investors to, that need those higher exchanges to participate in the industry and to actually invest in companies that should grow along with the industry. Then you have the Canadian LPs, and there are a lot of people out there that want to write off Canada. I am not one of those people, Nicole. I think uh, it's a very tough market. We've talked about some of the challenges there in the past. Uh, you can't advertise. Every single province does, except for one, does the buying of the cannabis. So they're a middleman in between these licensed producers and the retail stores. So it makes it very tough for the licensed producers. And it is the strangest market. It's a market where the largest players not only don't have very much market share, they're losing it hand over fist, even after they mm -hmm, do acquisitions. Mm -hmm. So uh, there are some great companies in Canada, though. Okay, so um, you did mention the ones that were here in the U.S., like Scott's Miracle Grow and doing it in that way. Um, and then you had, you know, Canadian ones that are registered in Canada. The other ones were U.S. that are trading in Canada. We're, we're showing some of the names now. So um, along the way in the description, I just want to be clear what you like best, what you're recommending. You, you use the phrase, you could throw a dart at any of them for the, t for the ones trading in Canada, but you didn't mention any and you didn't mention any sure. ETFs. And so when someone walks away from this interview, Alan, I really want them to feel like they're fully informed. Sure. So uh, one thing that I've shared in the past, and I'll, I'll say it again, there's an ETF called MSOS. And I think for some people, they don't want to pick stocks, it's, it's an adequate choice. And it's actually a great vehicle because it gives you exposure to this theme of the American cannabis companies that a lot of people can't buy. And the top five holdings in that ETF, I believe the top five, are the five largest companies. And uh, I like, in general, these companies. I don't have, in my own model portfolios, where I'm very overweight, these American companies in general. I don't own all these names, but alphabetically, those names would be Cresco, Cureleaf, uh, Green Thumb Industries, or GTI, TrueLeave, and Verano Holdings. And then beneath that, there's another four companies that I consider five companies that I would consider, I'm gonna even make it six companies that I would consider in that next tier. And those companies alphabetically would be uh, Ascend Wellness, Air Wellness, I'm going to get messed up on my alphabet here. Jushi Holdings, Columbia Care, to go back a letter, uh, Terrasend, and then to go back a letter again, Planet 13 Holdings. So all of these 11 companies, I think, face bright futures. And, you know, I think, like I said, you could throw a dart. But th those are, hmm. that's the universe. And, uh, you know, for those that don't want to pick, this ETF MSOS is, is a viable option. Right. Right. And, you know, a lot of viewers and folks are young and they have time. And this is an industry, a sector that needs time. And the people that have been waiting have been extremely frustrated. There is no doubt about that. However, are you suggesting that this is a good possibility for a long term investment? Let's say someone has 10 years. Should they put some money to work now and don't even bother looking at it for a decade, maybe? 
I'm if saying that facetiously, back, but you were asking me this question yeah. about the alcohol industry, you know, in the 30s. And I was to say, well, I don't I don't know. I don't think so. You'd have in history would have judged me very poorly. And I think, you know, if you had interviewed me five years ago, I would have been talking about the, the risks of uh, federal illegality. We don't talk about that anymore. And it may come back right now. It's all about. We have an industry in the United States, especially, that's moving forward rapidly with companies that are generating, in many cases, free cash flow, certainly positive operating cash flow. It's a very easy story to understand. You have a very large illicit market that's being converted slowly to the legal market. Uh, it, it's complex, so the barriers to entry can be hard to very hard. A lot of people don't understand this because they see certain markets where there mm -hmm. are no barriers to entry, that's for sure. Right. So I would say, yes, it's a great time for a long-term investor. Great to see you, Alan. Thank you so much. I always love when you're able to come on the show and talk about these pot stocks because there's always a great interest in this group, without a doubt. Alan Broxstein, managing partner at New Cannabis Ventures and principal at 420 Investor. Thank you.